Oral language is the basis for literacy, thinking, and relating in all languages. Overall Expectation 1, the Kindergarten Program Document, 2016. Oral language refers to all spoken language a child hears and uses. Children develop language through talking and listening to others. The more words a child knows and uses, the more effectively they can communicate their needs, ideas, and experiences. In this episode of Curious in Kindergarten, we will learn about the Expanding Expression Tool and how it can be used to support the development of oral language in the kindergarten classroom. Today on the podcast, we are joined by two Thames Valley speech and language pathologists. We have Olivia and Leah with us today. Hello. 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 And we are also joined by three educators, Elizabeth, Crystal, and Kylie. Hi there. Hello. Thank you for joining us today to talk about the Expanding Expression Tool and kindergarten and oral language development. So for many of our listeners, the Expanding Expression Tool is something new. Olivia and Leah, could you please share with us some more information about the tool and maybe its various uses? Yeah, we'd love to. Um, So the Expanding Expression Tool, or the EET, is a multi-sensory tool that can support defining and describing entities through both oral and written expression. The tool itself was created by Sarah Smith, a speech language pathologist who did provide training to the TVDSB SLP team in the fall of 2022. The EET is a colorful string of beads uh, with each bead really representing a different piece of information. So if we go down the strand, starting from the top, we first have a green bead and it represents the group or the category that an item belongs to. Blue is do, and this is about the item function. There's a little eye icon um, to prompt what does it look like, thinking about color, shape, and size. And then next there's a wooden bead, which cues us to think about the information of the composition of the item. What is it made of? They have pink beads, which represent the parts, white for where, and encouraging us to consider where we would use the item or where we would see it. And then finally, the last orange bead with a question mark on it, representing the prompt, what else do I know? And this allows students an opportunity to make connections to other knowledge that they already have. We have really loved using this tool in our practice, uh, both in direct sessions with our students, as well as in the classroom setting. The expanding expression tool really supports students to learn to describe items using that variety of features, which really helps them build vocabulary knowledge, not only in the number of words that they know, but really connecting to what they know about those words and how words are related or connected to other ideas. We know both of these elements, sometimes referred to as breadth and depth of vocabulary, are really critical for vocabulary and oral language development. Breadth referring to the size of a person's mental lexicon, so how many words they recognize and know, and then depth referring to that richness of word knowledge or how well an individual knows a word. Yes, thank you, Leah. And um, as we are really trying to build that oral language in our youngest learners, and that's all the time, the EET can be used in almost any context. So personally, I really love using the Expanding Expression tool with a new book. So a student and I will read a book together, We'll select an item from the story we want to explore further, whether that be a pair of cleats, a rabbit, a quill, or a bear's den. We surprise ourselves with how much information we are able to collect using that expanding expression tool as a visual guide. 
So my uh, lovely kindergarten educators and I have worked with using books in the classroom as well, and they have really enjoyed incorporating the EET into the shared reading that they do on a daily basis. So it's really important us to think about maybe just the number of words that our kindergarten children are learning, but really building that knowledge and connection and, and being able to apply them in, in many different ways. So now that we have a little bit of background knowledge, how did you incorporate the expanding expression tool into your classroom or your classroom routines? Well, what Olivia mentioned is our number one use. We love it with our daily read-alouds. Um, we'll sometimes set out a language goal for the book. What do we want to point out in this story? What do we want to draw attention to? And then we turn that into our EET for the day. But really, I find that I can use it in my routines at any time. Uh, during a tricky transition where you have 10 minutes and you don't know what to do with these busy little kindergarten bodies, um, we pull out the EET tool. So I think it's just a great, easy, um, one more routine that I wanted to add is outdoor ed. Fantastic for outdoor ed. Why not go and sit underneath a tree and use the EET tool to discuss a tree? I'll just expand on what Elizabeth was saying. We also use it sometimes during lunchtime. Um, if we have the students starting to eat for the bell rings. So last year, when we first would say, what do you have in your lunch? Someone might say, oh, a grape. Okay, what can you tell us about that grape? And they might say, green. And then after using the EET, it was amazing how it might, how their vocabulary expanded to, oh, it's a fruit. And what do I know about it? Oh, it grows in a garden. It's good for my body. And we then used it as a star student activity. So one student every day would bring in an item and then we would use the EET to talk about that item. And that really developed a lot of rich language we found. Going off of what Crystal said, we also used it with our special helper of the day. And I found that the kids took great ownership and pride over carefully selecting something at home that they could bring in that they knew that we would use the EET to describe. So they really enjoyed that. And another way that we use it in our classroom is part of our inquiries. So we found it has been really helpful when we're making those KWL charts. So what do we know? What do we want to know? And what did we learn? So it, it helps give the kids a guide if we're learning about something like sharks or dinosaurs, then using the EET to get them thinking about how they can talk about what they know. And we found that they've been a lot more successful in being able to tell us what they know or what they've learned as part of our inquiries. So many um, good examples of how that literacy learning in kindergarten, you know, it doesn't just stop at lunchtime or stop when you go outside and even that intentionality, right, between the children now thinking about what they can share to share a bit about themselves, but also help build knowledge and understanding of their classmates in their class. Kind of like how Crystal said, you know, at lunchtime, you would first pick up like a grape and maybe they'd say it green. But like after you started using the tool, did you notice or hear or see any changes in um, like the children's vocabulary, their conversations, maybe some of their problem solving skills in the classroom? Once we started using the tool in um, my classroom, first thing that jumped out at me was how quickly it piqued their interest. They were singing the song. They were drawing their own EET tools. You see lots of nodding of the heads. Yes. So it's such a high interest object. So I would see them incorporating it into their play. They would walk up to the EET tool that was hanging on the hook rack and they would do their own EETs. Uh, the language that I heard 
the biggest difference was kind of what Kylie was mentioning during our inquiry time. We would get receive, um, they would share connections about their own lives. They would share connections about different experiences and what they've learned at school. And the biggest, biggest difference we saw was their ability to describe and classify things. So cute thinking of them uh, drawing the tool. I found it engaging even in the first time I saw it. You know, what do, what do all these colors mean? <laughs> Similar to Elizabeth, we have always had lots of friends um, singing the song and someone brought in a leaf recently and we just started with the song with our new class and the word shades came up that it was two different shades of green and then um, one of the younger learners later on during the day during discovery time was talking about shades at the light table. They're like, oh, are these two different shades? So then they were trying to use that new vocabulary while engaged in play. I found that in our class, once we had done the song and done lessons with it over and over again, so later in the spring, I would overhear them having conversations with each other just about random things during the day or things that they would be doing. And they would be prompting their uh, peer that they were talking to, if they were talking about something, they would say like, well, what does it look like? Or what does it do? What is it made of? So without actually having the EET with them, they knew that these are questions that I could ask, or I could say to further conversations and to build those social skills in the classroom. So that was really neat to see. Sounds like they really enjoy kind of incorporating it into their play themselves. And you really notice that they were, you know, maybe having more conversations with their peers or at least able to start those conversations and connect maybe by using the tool and bringing it into the, the inquiry and play. So when you were collecting those observations of the children's use before and after using the tool, did you notice a large growth in that depth and breadth Leah was talking about a bit earlier in your learners? So we found it really cool when Olivia came into our classroom and taught us about the EET. So we did a little bit of an experiment. So we started by asking them, what do you know about cats? So just something really simple. But we found they only had a few answers, uh, which mostly involved around that they eat food, um, that, of course, they have a cat, or one time they saw a cat. That was pretty much what they had and what they could talk about. But then Olivia went in and she was teaching them about it and she taught them the song and then we practiced with a couple different items. And then we circled back to the cat again to see kind of post lesson what they could do. And it was almost an, an entirely different group of kids uh, that we had come back to us. They, they were cat experts. They were able to tell us that cats are animals. They run, they play, they walk. They eat food, they drink milk, they have four legs, they have whiskers, fur, and a tail. Uh, They can be orange, white, black, gray, striped. They're made of bones and blood and skin and fur. They live in houses, they're outside, they're at the park, they're at the pet store. And it was incredible with even just after one lesson of teaching them how to use the EET, that how much of a difference it made in what they knew about cats because that knowledge was inside their brains. We didn't tell them or teach them anything about cats. But because of using the EET, they were able to pull it out and express what they wanted to share. So that was a really neat uh, thing that Olivia and I did. I think it's also important to note that 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 lesson, Kylie, was probably 15 minutes. I mean, we know how long these little bodies can sit on a carpet. Mm -hmm. And so to have that difference in how much they were able to express about a specific item, in that case, the cat, 
is really important to note the time because it really didn't take them long to pick up the song, to pick up those semantic features and identify all the different pieces in which they could describe a cat. I, I completely agree, Olivia, and that speaks to the, the draw of the tool. It fascinates mm -hmm. them, it interests them, and it's engaging. I noticed a big change in our inquiries, kind of what Kylie was talking about. We would do KWL, what do we know, what do we want to know? And the information I was getting from that before we used DET was very limited. Their answers were brief. But when we started to break things, break a big topic down into more manageable parts, I saw a richer discussion and a lot more participation. Uh, just like you, Kylie, I was blown away with what my students, what they could share, their ability to, to describe and define through oral language. And our big inquiry was on space and the language that came out of that and then so what else do I know? Uh, space is infinite. So infinite became a word of ours in the kindergarten classroom. And I think that really speaks to the power of this tool. I could just even imagine the pride or like the excitement of the children as you're telling this story and how they all makes them feel like those capable learners that we're always talking about in kindergarten. And yeah, that it only takes 15 minutes or 10 minutes once they catch on, just how much more they can go. And especially with inquiry, right? We we need those questions. We want those wonders. So what a great way to give children more power in that. It really did increase their confidence. I remember going in after that space inquiry and they had charted their responses on a piece of chart paper. And one student actually brought me over to it, recognizing <laughs> me as the EET girl or whoever taught them the EET. And um, she was quite eager to show me what their class had generated during that space inquiry. And you could just see her face light up when she was telling me all of this information about the planet Earth. So it was really interesting to see. We had something similar to after using the EET, we did one of the oral literacy units and we had done one earlier and Leah saw all the answers. And then later on in the year after using the EET, we ran out of room. <laughs> um, all of the ideas that they had, the what else do I know? It was amazing what they were able to share. And very similarly, as I walked into the classroom, they were super eager to share what they had added. And Crystal had actually incorporated another dynamic vocabulary instructional approach by creating a semantic web about some of the vocabulary that had come out of the story that was read. And then the students that were keen to share their learning and keen to do some describing while I was in there um, were picking different elements that were on that semantic web, but explaining to me not only describing each individual item that had been included, but why those lines were connecting. These two are the same because they have the same pink parts, or these ones are the same because they're in the same green group. And so that's why they have. So again, just imagining that kind of a web of knowledge and that tiny touch of explicit instruction and scaffolding that really supported building those semantic networks and connections for students at a variety of different levels throughout that class as well. And I feel like building those connections, like these are now connections that are going to be with them for their life that they're going to be able to uh, apply in so many ways. So do you have any reflections or anything you might want to share with educators who are going to just be getting started using the Expanding Expression tool? I think one thing I would really like educators to know about this tool is that it's really easy to implement. Lots of times there are new programs coming down that we're, we're anxiously learning and uh, trying to get, get our arms around, but this is one of those tools that you can learn how to use in, in 10 
10 minutes. You can pick it up and use it anytime you want. And like I've said before, it's highly engaging. So you know you're not going to have a lot of squirmies on the rug. And my last pitch is we used it on uh, bees when we were about to go to the bee farm. And uh, it just enriched our whole experience because we were hearing those connections. Those bees, bees do, I forget the name of the dance that they do, but they were going on with all the language about bees. And I don't know if we would have gotten as rich of a experience if it weren't for using the EET prior to our trip. One thing that I would recommend to educators that want to implement this tool is to share about it with your families. Because the song, as some of us have mentioned, is really catchy and kids like to sing it. And I, I had some families that would come and ask me at pick up or drop off. So there's this song and I don't I don't know what it is. And then they would sing me part of it like green, group, blue, do. I was like, oh, oh, I know what that is. So then once I explained it to them, they thought, oh, that makes a lot more sense. And then they could also use it at home. And the kids, I gave them the challenge of teaching it to their families which gave them a lot of ownership over their learning. And they really enjoyed doing it. And the parents understood why this earworm uh, was so valuable in our classroom. Kylie, I love how you're making that connection between home and school. That's fantastic. I think I might have to uh, let my parents in on it. I'm going to second what Elizabeth said and um, what Carly said. And that was actually one of the reasons last year that we chose to use it during the STAR student activity so that the students were taking it home and singing it to their parents. And similar to, I think it was Carly that mentioned that the students were more intentional with what they were bringing in so that they had thought about it and could discuss it with their friends and then as a class expand on everything so yeah I would just recommend for any educator that was interested give it a try start with the song they're going to love the song and going from there because it's a it is absolutely a great tool to use I love the idea of the children helping teach the song to their caregivers and their parents when they go home. Because it's true, like you said, the intentional about picking your show and share and taking ownership of their learning. So many great connections. And yeah, thank you for sharing how really 15 minutes or 10 minutes just getting it started can really uh, help expand your program as you guys have shared. Well, thank you so much for joining in our conversation today. Thank you. I would like to once again thank our guests today, Leah, Olivia, Crystal, Elizabeth, and Kylie for sharing their knowledge of and experiences with the Expanding Expression tool. It was exciting to hear about the learning and growth that they observed by implementing this tool for just a few minutes every day. Now let's listen to a snippet of the song that helped to connect the children to this learning. What does it look like? What is it made of pink? Hearts white, where? What else do I know? And thank you for listening to this episode of Curious in Kindergarten, where we explore topics that matter to you.